Hey and welcome to DTF Podcast. We're here to talk about relationships, empowering each other and living incredible lives. Woo woo! <laughs> Let's do it. This is Taylor Louise and Ben Tennyson, aka Roxley, coming to you talking all about our relationship. Live from Broadbeach. Yeah. On the Gold Coast. So, baby, what do you want to talk about tonight? So what we thought that we'd um, talk about for the first podcast is um, is really getting who each other are as people and then supporting that, um, what's been coming up. A lot lately is um, Taylor's been getting into this uh, human design thing and, and understanding um, the ways um, that we came into the world and um, and our programming and not fighting it. Um, yeah, I guess in the past my experience has been that I've tried to fight a lot of my natural programming and it um, hasn't turned out well for me. So, yeah, we've only sort of been doing it for a week or so. Um, but yeah, I've been finding it really empowering, um, to, um, yeah, to relate to myself, like, um, that there's nothing to fix and, and nothing to change. And I just get to go with my natural waves of emotion, um, which is my thing. Yeah. 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 So for anyone that doesn't know what human design is, um, basically Google it. Um, I can put a link in, I don't know how to do that yet because this is the first episode, Um, but once it's live, we'll work out how to send you a link, but just Google it or you can search um, Eric's group of wonderment on Facebook and join and find out everything you need to know there. That's where I've gone. Um, But basically you enter in your place of birth, the day you were born, the year you were born, the time you were born, and it spits you out this cool chart. And everyone that I know who's done their own, not anyone that's had it done for them and forced upon them, but everyone I know that's been interested and done their own has really resonated with the chart that they got. And that's been my experience as well. And I've just kind of been exploring it. Um, and yeah, it's been really cool. It's taken a lot of pressure off me. Um, if you do know what human design is, I'm a self-projected projector. Um, so that's pretty cool working out how all of that works. And Ben is an emotional generator. So we're a pretty cool team. It's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Um, and we found out yesterday that I'm not the emotional one even though I'm the one that throws the tantrums, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a a full journey for me to sort of relate to myself, especially as a man, um, allowing myself to feel um, the emotional depths that I do feel sometimes. And, um, yeah, when I sort of shared earlier about it's been a, it's been that I've been trying to fight it uh, my entire, entire life, I feel like I have really been trying to fight the waves of emotion that I do feel um, and try and keep myself on this like really um, small plane. And yeah, as a man, I was like, I don't feel those emotion things. I'm supposed to be tough and 
hard and yeah none of that's for me so I shut it down a lot of the time and even today like I really was in sort of a lower emotional state and um, it was probably the first time that I've really just been able to be with it and um, it was incredible to have Taylor support me through that and and allow me to just be in that state. Um, I guess why we're talking about it is because we really think that it's empowering for couples to understand each other and understand like their tendencies and their partner's tendencies because she just like looked after me today and didn't expect that I'd be um, jumping out of my skin and it was uh, it was like really beautiful and I feel like that I'm coming out of that now and um, and it's been amazing not to have to rush out of that um, so yeah that's that's been today's journey anyway yeah I think um yeah, if you this is the first episode and people are going to be like, what the hell, human design, blah, blah, blah. But uh, one of the things that we're really big on is supporting each other and just letting each other be and being with however we show up. And we've been doing that for quite a while and this is just the most recent flavour, the most recent thing that we've found that's built upon all of the other stuff that we've been doing for a really long time. Um, yeah, we're really big on communicating um, we'll touch on this as we get deeper. I don't know that it'll come up again, but we have agreements in our relationship. So one of those agreements is that I tell Ben how I'm, what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling, even if I'm not really clear on it. Because there were times when I didn't do that and I tried to work it all out and then fix it on my own and then I came back to him and then, you know, three months later I was yelling at him about something he'd done three months prior and he's like, why didn't you tell me on the day? And I was like, I couldn't and you would have thought I was ungrateful. And um, so now we have this agreement that I just share with him. Um, it's pretty brutal sometimes. It's... it's um. It's really liberating, but it is one of the things that we've agreed to do and we're really big on that. And that's one of the things we really want to share with you guys throughout the rest of this podcast is some of the tips and techniques that we use and you'll be able to, we'll give you real life examples of how we implement that. Um, but we're really clear that you've got to come up with your own agreements based on the individuals in your relationship. Yeah, I think that's really important and that's something I think we learned how to do early on, which is, um, yeah, like just being able to receive what she's dealing with and, and not make it mean anything and, and just be with it and not try to fix it is really empowering for me. Um, yeah, I guess uh, like before, like an old self, I would have tried to like fix it in the moment and make it all better and stuff, but now she just gets to tell me what she's dealing with and I just get to be with that and acknowledge that. And a lot of time that kind of takes the sting out of it. It takes the, the weight and the pressure out of it. And then we get, just get to um, like deal with it together um, rather than fight it alone. Um, Cause yeah, I'm a bit of a lone warrior as well. I like to try and sort everything out by myself and then appear back with it all, all figured out. But what I'm, <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> but what I'm I'm finding now is that that's um that's not a great way to operate, and it doesn't let people come on the journey with you, and they don't feel like they can contribute to you, and so I want to be contributed to. That's cool. Yeah, he's giving me these googly eyes over here, everyone. Back off, buddy. 
No, I love it. So um, what do we want to let people know about us? It's the first episode. I think people are going to be like, this is cool. This is epic. That girl has a sexy fucking voice. And no, (laughs) what you'll find, guys, is that I am not humble. I rock. It's one of her best qualities. (laughs) Yeah, where should we start? Who are you? Who am I? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? So um, I guess I'll go first. So my name's um, Ben Tennyson. I'm from a little country town in in Leeton. And um, yeah, I'm a a musician, um, but I've spent six years in the army and um, it's been a really cool journey to to come from that place and then um, launch myself as a music artist. So... So six weeks ago, guys, this guy left the Australian army after six years and uh, eight days ago, he released his first song, including the film clip, which I starred in. It's going to be a hit because I'm amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's taken a lot to get to that point. Um, I couldn't sing last year. And I wouldn't have called myself a songwriter. And before the film clip, I couldn't dance either. So it's been a whole journey to like really take myself on in all respects. And um, we'll have to get mum on to talk about the film clip yeah. one time. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Tell yeah. them about the song. Tell them about the song. Tell them about the song. Uh, so the song um, was was birthed after a. Um, uh, a men's work session. Um, we went onto the mountain and we did man stuff, and it was all very, uh, it was all very cool. But one and of the ladies, things- we're not allowed to know what this man stuff is. But if you ask me, I reckon they just got naked and wrestled in the mud. <laughs> it's not untrue. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, we did this procedure, uh, like a breath work session, and. In this session, um, I really got how much I was unkind to myself and I, and I tortured myself and I didn't look after myself. I was nice to everyone else, but I, I wasn't nice to myself. And um, it just made me really sad and I cried and um, it, was, it was kind of beautiful as well. And really after the session, I, I went and I just treated myself for the first time. I took myself out to sushi and I was like, you can have whatever you want, like just go nuts. Because I just got that I'd tied myself down and that I'd kind of like beat myself up for so long um, and that I deserve better than that. So I, um, yeah, the, the song's about a journey to self-love and, and loving all the parts of yourself, loving all the nooks and crannies, and crannies and all those things that we think are like bad and wrong and um, things that we shouldn't like about ourselves. Um, we should totally like those things. Those things make us unique and, um, yeah. That's what the song's about, so um, check it out. Roxley, Be Your Own King. It's pretty great. I can't get it out of my head, actually. About 30 seconds before we went live, I was in the spare room squawking <laughs> it, and, yeah, Ben thinks I've officially lost the plot. Like in a chipmunk voice or something. It was, it was next level. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a rendition. Wait till episode three and you'll hear mm. a rendition. Um, no, but it's got a really powerful message. I'm really proud of this guy. This guy is just such an inspiration. He's 
sorry. He's, yeah, spreading a message of men taking care of themselves and I think it's really important for our men to take care of themselves. Yeah, people have really been resonating with it. Um, Women as well, which has been amazing. Be your own king. All right, you got a little bit of a taste, but yeah, (laughs) I want to be my own king. It's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Is it my go? Is it my go? Is it my it's go? It's your go now. All right. So my name is Taylor Louise. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TNK94. Um, I am a sex and intimacy expert, um, counsellor, a background in counselling. Um, yeah, I work with a lot of couples. I work with women around their sexuality. Um, I run a program called The Meditative Orgasm. I just want you guys to have the best relationships you can have, whether that's monogamous, whether that's poly, whether that's just sacred sex in um, like casual sacred sex, whatever that is, I want people to be tapped in, turned on, pleasure, 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 having amazing sex, banishing shame from our bedrooms. That's what I'm on this planet to do. So it's pretty cool. I'm loving this avenue of doing that because I get to share um, in a way that I don't get to share in counselling. I get to share myself. I get to share our relationship, our experiences and, yeah, real-life stories of how we implement the strategies, the communication skills that I teach into our relationship and show people that, like, we fall down – We smack our faces. We punch each other in the face metaphorically. We do not punch each other, but, you know, our words bite and we're learning and evolving just like everyone else and I don't think there's such thing as a perfect relationship, but you get to navigate it together and be a team. Yeah, I think kind of the reason why we started or we talked about wanting to do this is that Um, we shared really vulnerably um, with people about some of the challenges that we were having in our relationships and and some of the the not so nice stuff and like we just found that like people were so freed after that I think there's this like stigma out there that everyone's relationship has to look perfect all the time and we just um, found that when we shared about things that we were challenged challenged by um, yeah it opened up in them and it a space for them to share and them to contribute and um, them to feel safe to tell us about things that they were dealing with in their relationships. Yeah, and we had people be like, don't share that much. Why are you sharing so much? And we really saw that when we share that much, people really got something for themselves. People were really like, oh, man, I've had that too. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I don't have to hide it anymore. I don't have to be ashamed of it. I just get to, yeah, we broke up a couple of times before we ended up together, but now we live together. So who cares? But, like, that was something that kept coming up and – You know, there's been other things that we've been through that everyone has been through. Everyone's had trials. Everyone's had struggles. Everyone's, you know, been through stuff with their partner if they've been together for a long time. And we're all, like, trying to hide it in the cupboard or sweep Mm. it under the couch. It's like, oh, visitors are coming over, clean everything and make it look like no one lives in our house. And it's like, we fucking live here. Yeah. 
We're here all the time. We're doing life. We're in the trenches together. Yeah, there's mud and sludge and and yeah. love. So yeah. much love. He's just shaking his head in agreement. <laughs> Can you do that? Shake your head in agreement? Yeah. I guess I was doing that. Yeah, I, I had a, a story for a long time that I couldn't be in a relationship, that it wasn't possible for me. Um, this guy right here broke up with me twice. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're thinking, ladies. Why did I stick around? No. I don't want that to be the story either. You know, I deserve better. Like, you deserve the world, but... He didn't do it to hurt me deliberately. He, I actually heard that he didn't want to lead me on and hurt me. Mm. Yeah, and it had way more to do with, like, my internal story than it had to do with anything um, about Taylor. Like, Cause I'm freaking epic. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, as well as that story, I, well, I, I had a lot of stories which restricted me a lot in the early days of our relationship. But another story that I had was that, um, that it had to be perfect. And if it wasn't perfect, then it wasn't meant to be. So I, um, yeah, looked for all of the holes, all of the little cracks and like found them and then was like, see, see, it's not perfect. It's not meant to be. And so that's where I was at. I, I was a person that didn't think I could have a relationship. And I thought that if I was ever going to have one in the magical universe of like make-believe where relationships were perfect, that it had to look like that. So, yeah, we got to transform that and, and now I get to be in an incredible relationship. And I think that's why we're so passionate about this because, you know, we, we look like a great couple on the outside or we would, but we share everything we go through online so everyone can see all the holes themselves. But I think we don't want to perpetuate that story that it has to be perfect. Yeah. Because relationships aren't perfect. You're taking two whole individuals and jamming them together to make this beautiful, magical mess of life. But, you know, like if you throw red and blue paint on the canvas, I know you get purple, but sometimes it goes a little bit brown. Yeah. And that's okay. Like we've really found that that's, that's kind of like there's gold on the other side of that. Like every kind of struggle, every challenge that we've come across, we've just found that on the other side of that like is amazing stuff. And so we just feel really grateful to be able to relate to it like that, relate to the, some of the breakdowns and some of the challenges that we had or have had as um, incredible moments. So. Yeah, and I think that, you know, even when we've had fights that have felt awful, like at the very least it made us appreciate when we're not. Mm. Yeah. It's been an incredible ride and you'll hear more about what where we've already been but also we're just going to share where we're going, what we're doing, how we're doing it and we're just going to show up for you guys no matter what. Um if we're feeling down, if we've had a fight, if one of us can't make it, like we're just going to show up for you guys and just share and just be vulnerable because we want you to get something from this. Mm. We want you to be like, fuck, I can do it. If they can do it, I can have a relationship. What the hell? And Taylor's going to teach you how to manifest whoever you want. 
Yeah, because I manifested this man right here. (laughs) And if you don't believe in manifesting, I don't care. You don't have to believe it's true. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful story. When um, do you want to do you want to share it? I can share it. Where do you want me to share it from? How you how you went about it? How you um, decided that it was something that you needed to do, and then yeah. So I had a like. Actually, the best breakup I've ever had. Um, and then I was looking for someone and I wanted a relationship and it just wasn't happening. And, um, you know, the rest of my life didn't look real great either. I didn't like my job and I, I was like partying a lot and just drinking a lot with my friends, like having a great time, but just like not feeling fulfilled, not feeling great. And just, just an emotional train wreck really. Um, And I was sick of, like, dating and men and sick of booty calls and, like, I just had had enough and I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not doing that Um, for six months. So this was the beginning of 2018, 2019, sorry. This was the beginning of 2019. I was like, I'm not dating anyone. I had a trip to Europe booked with my mum for... July or June and we were getting back in August and I was like I am not dating anyone until August like I'm not gonna have a boyfriend till August I want a relationship but I am done I'm looking after me oh no that's what it was sorry guys it's been a while um I did this course and I was like smacked in the face with a realization when I had my last breakup that I didn't know what I did for me I knew what I did to be a good daughter. I knew what I did to be a good employee. I knew all the things I'd done to be a good girlfriend. But I was like, I don't even know what I like in life. Mm. I was like, I go to the gym because, you know, I had a partner who was in isogenics and, you know, we had to look fit to sell the products and make a business. And so I went to the gym and, um, you know, I had the job because I had the bills and I wanted to look successful and I... um, you know, I was studying Chinese because I wanted to p- people to think I was smart. And I was like, what the hell do I do that I like? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sick of doing the things to be a good ex, whatever, you know, insert daughter, girlfriend, wife, student, employee, niece, granddaughter, friend I knew all of that but like what did I do for me so I just like stopped doing everything except soccer I knew I liked playing soccer and I knew I liked eating potato and I knew I liked chocolate and I sat on the couch every night that I didn't have soccer and I ate a block of chocolate and a bag of potato chips and I was so happy And then slowly, like, the desire to go to the gym came back and the desire to go out with my friends came back and the desire to do this and the desire to do that and I started doing the things that I loved. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to take six months off dating. So I did. And then I was doing another seminar and um, I just was like, I haven't been intentional about this. I've been, like, hoping... Someone will walk in and just want me. 
but I realized once I had a life I really loved that I didn't want someone like I didn't want to wait around for someone that wanted me I was like of course you want me I'm fantastic I have the best life I'm doing all the things I fucking love um who do I want to be with and I was like fuck I've never asked does this person work for me I've always tried to work for them you got something to say no I'm just listening yeah yeah I'd never asked does this guy work for my life It was like, does he make me happy or does he like me? Does he think I'm sexy? Does he think I'm skinny enough? Does he blah, 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 blah. So I wrote a list of all the things I wanted and I was not shy about it. Like I really liked tall guys, but I felt like that made me a bad person. Like that was superficial. Like I wasn't allowed to say that out loud. I could never admit that. But I wrote this list of like 50 things. And then I looked at the things that I thought were superficial or I thought were this and that and I like really delved into them and I discovered like what the need they fulfilled on or what the deeper desire was. And I realised that like I like tall guys because I like to feel small. I had an eating disorder in high school so I want to feel skinny. I want to feel small but I also want to feel safe and big guys made me feel safe. Well... Once I realized I wanted to feel small and safe and I wanted someone that could like pick me up or all of that stuff, all of a sudden I could go out with like shorter guys that were really fit and into the gym or rugby guys or even I realized that like um, really successful, intelligent men made me feel safe as well because they were confident. So then I was like, all right, we got this. Um, So it just opened up the the people that were desirable to me. And I I used that example because that's really clear, but there was lots of things that I wanted that I could break down to deeper needs. Some of them were instinctive survival needs um, that I felt were like biological or physiological um, instinctual needs. And then some of them were like so programmed And I could just, like, not want that. Some of them I was like, I didn't even like that about people. Um, And I got to, like, scribble it off my list. But I wrote this list and Ben is everything but one of those things. It's pretty good. And then he just showed up. I decided to move back to Queensland and boom, the day that I officially told everyone we matched and... Here we are, 2021, and he <laughs> moved in with me. Crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> Lil Taylor Louise would have a successful relationship and a podcast talking about that successful yeah. relationship. <laughs> wow. Life's an amazing adventure. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So. Yeah, if you want to manifest or... You know, you might not call it manifesting, but be really intentional with the kind of person you want to be with if you want dating tips. But like real dating, dating for what you really want your life to look like. Please reach out. Um, I have an ebook to help with that, but if you want to do a session, yeah, reach out. Let me know because I love love. Mm. 
And I want people to be really happy in their relationships and with the right person and honouring their desire and their ideal life, not just trying to fit someone else's cookie cutter. Yeah. She kind of accidentally just does it everywhere as well with all our friends. They just, these people end up coming into their lives that are exactly who they (laughs) have been searching for. It's pretty amazing to see. Well, fulfills their deeper need. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even want the things that they thought that they did. Yeah, yeah. That's another whole conversation. Mm, It is the fantasy debate. Mm. I guess um, my... My journey to being in a successful relationship, um, yeah, I, being in the army for six years, I really saw that like it it fed my um, my story of that I was meant to be alone and that I was that I couldn't really have a relationship. I was surrounded by a bunch of um, men that were, um, yeah, that the, there was a lot of potential for um, being in on their second or third marriage or just not having relationships that were functional um, and a lot of breakups. And, and the, the story was that, um, that men in our line of work didn't really have stable relationships and didn't have successful relationships. So I see now that I, I kind of adopted that as my own and even subconsciously um, decided that that it wasn't going to be a sustainable idea for me to have a relationship. So when I did meet Taylor and I did think, like consciously think, this is a a woman that I'd like to be with, my defaults and stuff just kicked in and and ruined a lot of the things that we that we'd created. And um, so it was it was a really like tough journey. Um, for me to really take myself on and um, she invited me to do the the landmark forum and um, it terrified me but I did it and I and I got my life and I got my relationship out of doing that course because I could see those things then and they didn't control me anymore I got to be the master of my own destiny not just like a ship um, afloat wherever the current took him Um, so yeah I really really thank her for doing that because it it's allowed me to create um with a blank canvas now no restrictions anymore it was pretty phenomenal yeah just to get this incredible man that now wanted a relationship far out mind-blowing yeah i um i really want to try and describe the like the decision of, of deciding to commit to her because um, it, it was really challenging for me and I can still feel the emotion, the uncertainty of, of actually being willing, willing to commit to the first time, for the first time in my life to a, to a, a relationship and say, yeah, I'm going all in with this because I, I see that in the past I hadn't really done that before um, and I'm just sitting here so glad that I did. Um, so... Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about trying to translate that into into a song. Um, so I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet. But um, yeah, I just I just want I want to communicate to people to like like back themselves and to like take the leap and really see where it goes. Like I um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like so many people like give up on so many great opportunities so early because there's the potential to get hurt. And um, yeah, I just want to, I want to see people really go after it and really find out what's on the other side of the the hedge kind of thing. Like, I feel like that's what we did. And that's what it took for me to to step into this relationship was to really take myself on and put all my stuff to the side and and like leap leap off the off the cliff and just see what happens on the way down yeah I think there's a real myth that like there's a right time there's the right one but also like this idea that like you just fall into a relationship yeah. like I want to fuck that right off mm. that is like that breeds uncertainty. I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh, no, I can't introduce them to my family because I'm not sure that this is going to last. But then the other one's like, well, I'm not sure this is going to last because I haven't been introduced to the family. Yeah. And you get that in everything. It's like, well, I don't want a joint bank account because what if this doesn't last? And it's like, well, it's not going to, like, it's always like it triggers the opposite. It's Mm. always the opposite. It's like the reason you don't want to commit is the, like the opposite reason is why the, your partner doesn't want to commit. Why it's not working. You're breeding uncertainty yourself. And like, once you're all in, like you can deal with anything. Yeah. You know, you, I can bring anything to Ben because I know he's not going to leave. Yeah. And now if it, and again, we have an agreement. Like if he starts to feel or I start to feel like this isn't what we want, we're going to talk about it before it's like a blindsided thing. Yeah. We're going to bring it up. It hasn't happened yet and it may never happen. But if something comes up and we're like, oh, I'm not sure how I'm feeling, like we're going to bring it up. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. I, I see a lot of a lot of guys um, like willing to in conversation with, with them, sort of saying like, "Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to break up with her. It's not it's, it's not working out." But like the uncertainty that they're breeding in the woman by having that thought is that she never gets to fully express herself, who she is as a person, and he never really gets to know. And vice versa. Like if you're not fully expressing yourself, he's never going to know. And then it's just this dance, you know, and I see, and I'm sure men do it too, but I know personally I was trying to fit the cookie cutter. Mm. So then I didn't share all of myself. No wonder none of my previous relationships worked out because they were never sure because I was never really me. Yeah. Whereas like I did the work and I I have like a – guideline for creating an authentic um, online dating app, dating app profile that's authentic, that's like it comes back to does this person work for me? Like I've got to show them my whole life and be like, do you work? Because there's no point getting two years into a relationship and being like, oh, I pretended I don't like surfing because she doesn't like the beach and now she doesn't want me to go surfing and we never go surfing. And it's like, fuck, that's what you love. You got to just do what you love and invite people. And I do it with friends as well. I invite people to come and do the things I love. And like the people that aren't aligned, like there's no, 
hurt or upset or like breaking up with friends or whatever, like they just don't come. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to 7.30 yoga on Monday morning. You want to come? If they don't want to come, they don't want to come. And then slowly, like we just keep inviting each other to things, but we don't go to the things we don't want to go to. But then I never have to be like, oh, I have to go and do this stupid thing that I don't really like because if I don't go, such and such won't like me. Like I'm just doing what I like. And then I have all these friends that do the things that I like. Well, I did that with a man as well. I was like, I like this and I like that. And I want to have coffee on the beach every morning. Like, do you want to do that? If Ben didn't like the sand, we'd have to break up. If Ben didn't like sand in his coffee, I'm sorry. We would have to break up because I drink coffee on the beach most mornings. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a really important mindset shift. It, It shifts from being like, I hope he likes me to does this guy fit who I am from the female perspective anyway? Um, I don't think women are taught to do that. Mm. I think men kind of are. Yeah, I would say that they're a little bit more taught to um, to do that, but certainly, yeah, certainly not fully own it. Like, just be yourself. If you like video games, be really clear. I spend 15 hours a week playing video games. If she doesn't like that, she's not the woman for you. Yeah, yeah. That's all. It's that simple. If you've got to hide stuff from your partner, like, fuck that off. Yeah, we, um, our first date was a gig. And, um, yeah, I was really clear that it was like, for me, I thought it was a bit of a stretch to invite someone to a gig. But I, um, I love going to live music and, um, the artist that I asked Taylor to go to, I'd been like fanboying over for like 12 months and she was playing the night that I got back to Brisbane and, um, I was like, well, I, I'm going to this thing. I would really like you to come. Um, here's where you buy a ticket from. And, um, yeah, I, like, I'm really glad that I did it that way because, um, in my head, it was like a long shot. It was like, oh, she's going to think it's weird and it's not like a traditional date and it's like, I don't know, what's she going to think like I'm trying to do? Like what moves am I trying to pull? It's just like I wasn't pulling any moves. I was just like doing something that I enjoy and inviting her along for the ride and it turned out amazingly. Guess what point 23 on my list was? I want a man that I can go to live gigs with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and here I was over there worried about that, being like, oh, she's going to hate it. She's probably not going to want to buy a ticket. It was on her list of things that she wanted in in a potential partner. So, like, yeah, don't hide anything. But if I hadn't wanted to go, it doesn't mean end game, but also, like, does he want to be in a relationship with someone that hates live gigs if that's what he loves? I don't think so. Mm. Like, that's... Like, I'm all for compromise, but not the things you love, not the things that light you up. There can be no compromise. And, like, Ben does things I don't even understand. I'm like, babe, I'm not the person to celebrate this with because I don't understand a single word you've said for the last 25 minutes. (laughs) I'm really excited that you're excited, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, some of the um, the music stuff, like if I really get into it, like a good flow and 
like all of this stuff's coming out and uh, I'm super pumped up about and I try and sort of convey to Taylor like w- what I've created or this amazing thing and um, and yeah she's <laughs> it's really hard for her to be excited about that as well but um, it's so cool to, to still be able to share that with her and and she's still excited because I'm excited about it. Yeah, his dreams get to be my dreams, but that doesn't mean I'm taking any actions to fulfill on them because it's not my thing. It's not my jam. Mm. People's my jam. I want to talk to people about their relationships. I'm like, oh, my God, I had the best conversation about sex and intimacy and I discovered a whole new part of the vulva talking to my girlfriends about sex and, like, he's like, cool. Actually, he is pretty excited about that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's things I do that he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Even you're talking about your yoni. (laughs) She's got a group talking about your yoni. I don't know what they talk about on that. Like, she comes off that call, like, buzzing, being like, oh, my God, it was so good. And I was like, okay. like, Yeah. (laughs) What do you even say on that? Yeah, like, when you get into being a counselor and stuff there's confidentiality and I'm like I can't tell you what everyone said but it was amazing oh my god I got so much for myself but he gets to be excited for me I'm living my dream yeah are you living your dream is your partner living their dream yeah I think that's another really important thing that we've done for each other is like just be fully all in on each other's dreams. Like I'm fully committed to like Taylor achieving her dream and she's fully committed to me achieving mine, even to the point where we said that we're going to be all in for the next three and a half years on our dreams. And if we get to the point in three and a half years, then we're going to make a decision about whether we're continuing or not. But until then we're all in and I just... I just see the power of that conversation because, like, there's no backing out now. There's no second thoughts. There's no second guessing. It's just full support. And um, it's really come up, like, over these last couple of weeks with me releasing um, my single and and with Taylor doing a a live event. Um, Yeah, all of our stuff comes up and sometimes we doubt ourselves in those moments, but the other person just gets to be there and be fully in your corner patch you back up again and send you back out into the ring like it's it's amazing yeah I'll give an example because like it sounds good and I know we know what we're talking about but if you're like listening like that sounds cool but I don't really know like Ben is all in with what I'm doing I led a sensual eating exercise to a room full of business owners and entrepreneurs last Monday Now, halfway there, I was like, what if we just turn around? I block my business coach because she was the one hosting the event. Let's just turn around, go home, and I'll block her, and I never have to talk to her again. Like, I was like, I can't do this. This is weird. They're all going to judge me. They don't know what – they're coming for a networking event, and I'm going to get them to eat a lolly all sexy and stuff. Like – no, take me home. And he was just like, cool, we're not going home. 
But you think what you would do if you're like, if that was your partner's reality, like that is a weird thing to be a hundred percent behind. So many people would have been like, you don't have to do it. It's all right. Call her. She'll understand. Or yep, that's fine. Just go home. You know, people like other people. Well, Ben could have been triggered by that. Being like, oh my God. Like he was in the room and he did it. He's like, I have to go there and my girlfriend's going to lead this thing and what if everyone, like, boos or what if people think it's weird or, you know, all of that could have been going on for him. I don't know. But he just was like, no, we're going. We're stopping here. We're buying lollies and we're going. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what 100% in looks like and that you need it. If you are going to live a life you love, it is hard work. Yeah. It really takes something. You are triggered because the world isn't full of people doing what they love. Yeah. Yeah. It's been coming up really strongly lately because, like, we both feel like we're living the living our dreams, like, right now. And um, it's hard. Like, I think I certainly thought, like, in my head that, like, oh, my God, when I get to that magical place where, like, I'm living my dreams, it's going to be smooth sailing and it's going to be amazing and it's just going to be, like, this cruisy ride. It's not. Like, it is hard work. It it's is worth it. But triggering. it's like, yeah, you really got to take yourself on. Um, and you, as you are right now, are not capable of living your dream. You have to do the work. You have to put yourself on the line and you have to kill that identity that gets in the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we've been like through so many like ego onions lately, like just shedding back, shedding back, um, and continuing to move forward. And it's it's been incredible. It's like it's kind of it's been tough, but it's been one of the best parts. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And we're really excited to be sharing this all with you because, yeah. yeah, we want you to live a life you love and we want you to have fucking great sex and intimacy with your partner and dance in the kitchen because you're lit up by life and, yeah, yeah that's what we want all for you. All of that, yeah. All of, all of the all of. Yeah. Yeah, I really see, like, the a bit of the narrative is that, like, you can have a life that you love but, like, not a relationship. It's like if you're career focused and you're career driven, you get to like live this amazing life in your work life and then you get home and like you're not engaged with your partner. Like we're here to say that you can like have it all, that like you can you can live all of your life from a place of like abundance and amazement. That's what we're here to um, communicate to the world. Are you DTF? Because we are. Yeah. All right. I think that's the end of our first episode. Yeah. We will record another one soon. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us.